there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. We're back. Hey, everybody. It's the Purple Pill Show. And we're back. I am the light. You are the light. He is in me, and I am in you. I am the light. You are the light. He is in me, and I am in you. I am the light. You are the light. He is in me, and I am in you. That's it. Do you get it? We're back. Lakers are back. We know that. Yeah, we didn't have to come back either. No. We were up the entire game. Oh, I loved it. I just loved it. The The Lake Show's back. I'm really liking this timeline, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Kobe's alive. The Lakers are back. Yeah. Oh, boy. At least, his, well, I mean, he is alive, but I mean, at least his spirit His is, new name is Skywalker. <laughs> his name is Skywalker. <laughs> Lonnie Skywalker. You're our only hope, Skywalker. Oh, Purple Pill Show. This is the show where we suspend our beliefs on what was and what is. And we use our imagination. On what is and what could be. All right, so. Fair warning. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Fair warning, and we're gonna need it for this one. Can you turn my volume up just a, just please? Uh, yeah, we're gonna need it for this one though because it's gonna be some heavy lifting. This episode is called Timeline Shifting. Timeline Shifting is the name of this episode. Okay. And um, you just come up with that at it. right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I drew this diagram. Oh, <laughs> weeks ago in preparation for this episode. You drew that. Yep. And see, it looks up here. like some Vivian it. drew. <laughs> Be nice. Hey, look, what's I dated it. Oh, okay. April 3rd, 23. Oh, nice. Timeline shifting. Right? I think you just shifted. Okay. There we go. I just pulled this. this I just love appeared. the way you just shifted into that. Okay. And so I drew this. Uh, we've covered this briefly in season what one. What is that? A sketch of string theory? You know, I mean, I guess <laughs> the more I look, the more we look into it, the more it kind of seems like it. Um, so we've touched on this timeline shifting thing based on our beliefs. Yeah. In season one, where. What do you call it? I, I call it, you know, the 3D will have to conform, rationalize. rationalize. You call, call it adapt. adapt. That's right. Jinx. Adaptation. <laughs> and so each it time, is. each time, it, each time you fully internalize the belief change, then the rationalization of the adaptation happens. That's a shift in the timeline. The actual rationalization is going to be a shift. You're shifting the timeline. You're shifting who you believe you are. You're shifting. Reality conforms. Right. Right. And so that would be a timeline shift. Also, timelines can shift based on the agreed upon polarity consciousness of everyone's beliefs. Right. So you can you can change your own beliefs 
and that can change and that changes the world. And then we know from the CIA document and our energy field, we know that we're energy. We know that it's like, um, you know, dropping a pebble in a pond and it radiates out mm-hmm. and that the non-judgment, the unconditional love that we have for each other, that idea permeates other consciousness Yes. And we'll bring more people into it. And that changes the polarity, right? Right now it's doom and gloom. We're trying to change that. Um, you know, it's kind of like that uh, the picture of the, the lady of justice. She's blindfolded and she's holding the two scales, mm-hmm. right? And we're trying to, to shift, <laughs> no pun intended, we're trying to shift that scale over to, you know, bringing heaven to earth, right? Yeah. That's why we do what the master says and that's what we'll be able to do. Um, move the mountain. Move the mountain, right. So you can change it individually and then eventually the entire polarity consciousness of the mass of humanity will hopefully uh, uh, start going our direction as well. And then we can really, and that's when we will, you know, uh, ascend to the fifth dimension, live from that, uh, the kingdom of heaven, uh, this type of thing. So the end result is to bring heaven to earth. Heaven is already here, but to make it even more apparent. Okay, great. So the timeline shift. So each time you shift your belief, you can shift the timelines. And, and you know, uh, it's moment to moment, like everything else. Yeah, that's what I was just getting confused about because there's nothing but the present now. Right. And, you, and it's the eternal now, right? Right. That's what I mean by the heavy lifting. So it's moment to moment. So... You know, it's before when you don't listen to the master, when you don't purposely take these steps, it's five steps backwards, one step forward a lot of times. Okay. And so it's taking you longer to see the good comp to, to, to see the, the, um, the possible future, that good, the light at the end of the tunnel come. But when you're conscious of this and you're doing what the master says or the other, other spiritual traditions, you can take five steps forward, one step back. Okay. Yeah. So it's all moment to moment. So I have here uh, this this drawing, and I kind of took you as the example with your um, with your challenges, your trials you went through uh, with the substance, with the substance abuse, and then your sobriety. And we've talked about it before. What is that fish hook? <laughs> the fish hook is Tim. This was the probable outcome. That we were headed towards, oh. which was your death, right? Right. Okay. And you're famous for in our private conversations. You'd be like, you know, you know, I died. You know, I died, basically, and I don't even know how I'm here. <laughs> and I mean, your first like eight months of sobriety, you were asking if this is heaven and if how is this even possible? That There's I mean, a grave with my name right, on it my, somewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. And so that that possibility does exist. I mean, there's a grave with your name on it on a, t- a different timeline. However, there's one with your name. On yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I, listen, okay. <laughs> no reason to get yes. <laughs> I'm not getting defensive. <laughs> yes, there's one, with, a there's one with mine on it too. Okay? okay. I'm sure there's a timeline where, you know, I have a substance abuse problem too. Okay. <laughs> and if we <laughs> keep going down this road, it'll be this one <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we had the main timeline here. This was it. This was the one we were on. It was right. Lead to your death. I mean, I even told my wife, you know, we need to prepare ourselves. Tim might, you know, 
to my day. He's not doing good. This is yeah. years ago. You're Other people said that too. <laughs> you're going to get your five-year chip tomorrow. Right, okay, right, so right, right. there's no reason to get doom and gloom on this. We're not in that timeline. You're clearly uh, doing great. Okay, so so the fish hook is where you shifted, right? And so once that happened, once you made that decision, once I went out there, when you and I went out there, uh, we met that last time, right? and we had that big prayer, Yes. and it was extremely powerful, and I said, I don't know when, <laughs> but I know it will work. Yeah. But I don't know how long it's going to take or when it will, but I know it will. I right? was, yeah. And my belief was 150 billion percent on that. And so sure enough, because of that, um, boom, we shifted. And now we're on this one. And it says this is the current belief timeline and it's actualized. Right. Now, if you keep going up this one and I had my spiritual awakening. Right. Yeah. That also shifted. And then it kind of dovetailed with your spiritual awakening. With your sobriety came a spiritual awakening where you were Correct. seeing you were seeing the heaven that the master talks about. That's why you said to me, is this heaven? Because me being alive and healthy and sober in the car with you handling my court issue, that is heaven from where you were, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a paradise. You couldn't, because you were, I mean, you like, like we said, you knew you were going to die, right? But you didn't. Okay, yes. great. So we shifted. So now you now both of our spiritual awakenings are kind of coinciding. And you and I are also having um, experiences of time that's been slowed down. Remember that? Supernatural experiences. There were for reals. I mean, we had we had what is the the parameters? We had 15 minutes to get to Riverside from San Clemente. Yeah. Or you were going to be in a lot of trouble because the the judge was going to call your name. We wouldn't be there. You'd be, you know, when you're in trouble with the log. You, especially as much trouble as you were in, you can't be late to anything. So we no. had 15 minutes. <laughs> Typical you and me, man. <laughs> we had 15 <laughs> minutes to get you to Riverside or you could go to jail for like five years. Like something bad was getting, because you were on pro, like a, a conditional probation. Much. Yeah, they didn't want that much, but yeah, it was like a year. They were, okay, they were trying to. right. And we got to Riverside, I don't know, we had five five minutes to spare? Yeah. I mean, we looked at the clock multiple times. We had about 15 minutes. We had to be there at 8. It was like 7.45. We were just on the toll. We just hit the toll road in San Juan. Yeah, we got up to the, it was like the second or third floor or something. And with five minutes to spare, like the doors weren't even open. Yet. Yes. People were waiting to go in. That is, I mean, that's to just say it right now, sounds crazy, but we lived it. And we're like, how is this possible? Well, this is how it's possible, right? So that was a shift. This is, a sh And as these things were happening to us, our belief changes. We hadn't even had the full-blown downloads yet of, of my like full. And we were already noticing that God was slowing time down for certain, in certain instances for us so we could make it to these things because he loves us, right? He wants thing, and and you have your intention was in the right place. You really did want to be sober. You did want to get out of this. It was yeah. the, it was a new Tim. It was it was your resurrection, right? Yeah. And so, th and that's the evidence that we gather. And so, as you make these shifts and see here, you're shifting, you're shifting, you're shifting. Eventually, this leads. It's possible it leads to heaven on earth. Actualized, where it's more than just. 
it's more than just uh, an ideology. It's more than just something you are striving to accomplish. It's it's you have ingrained the belief is fully changed and it has permeated the other consciousnesses and it has shifted the um, the lady of justice her 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 um, scales and now it's fully on our side and now heaven. It's all around you. It will all around. You'll be able to see it like seeing Oz all of a sudden just just appear. Yeah. You know, and this is this is also a theory of what the UFOs might be is that, you know, the the idea the download I got is. Your loved ones, the angels, you know, they're always around you. This stuff is always there in the skies and all these different things. We just can't see them because we're not vibrating at a higher. We're not open to it. We're not vibrating at a higher yeah. level. Mm-hmm. And then once you start vibrating at that level, you can see. You can start seeing them. And also, you'll start seeing building. I mean, you'll you'll see a whole kingdom will happen. Okay, so that's the idea. Um, and then within that idea, you know, in order to be able to shift to a timeline the timeline has to already exist, right? And we know from quantum theory, which we discussed it towards the end of uh, season one, Mm -hmm. we touched a little bit on it from the CIA document from the last episode, that um, the past, the present, and the future exist simultaneously simultaneously at all times, Mm -hmm. and so does every possibility, okay? Of each. Of each, Of each individual. That's a lot of possibilities. That is exactly. Okay. Oh, that's what you have. And there. so that's what this side is. Oh. This is the possibility realities. I called it the possibility earths. And this came from a vision I had that the Holy Spirit gave me when I was uh, meditating before bed one night. And, uh, and and the Holy Spirit showed me how, like, basically life generates, right? And we're these spiritual you know, light beings kind of traveling through this infinite blackness. And as we become self-aware, these earths, for lack of a better term, appear in front of you and you go into them. And so here is here is basically you, the light being. Mm-hmm. And then as you're becoming self-aware, you're starting to pick these different, the, the, the earth reality appears in front of you and you go into it. And then from there, based on how you're birthed, who your parents are, what you believe about yourself, where you're from, you also lose, you know, you things that you've observed at some point. Exactly. Then you start shifting to these different realities. And, but they're always here. These are all the possibilities. And this is for every individual. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, and then that's what the timelines are. They're always there. You just have to get to them. Okay. Okay, good. I hope that made sense. Or yeah, you just have to know that they're there and be open to getting to them. Right, right. And I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I drew this up for myself so I could conceptualize what I was going to talk sure. about. But I also drew it for you so you could kind of see it. And now that I've <laughs> – you said it looked like Vivian's drawing. Now it looks a lot better after you see what it means. Right. Right? Okay. And so – So the controllers know this. They know about that, that there's these infinite possibilities. Yeah. They know the past, the future, and the present exist all at, all at one time. And so they do experiments 
with astral travel um, and meditation. And um, the last episode, we talked about the gateway experience, I believe it was. Um, and, uh, you know, the way our, our energy and aura fields uh, interact with each other. Yes. And it was just kind of like dabbling with, with our authority on, on the power that is given to us. Because uh, I am the light, you are the light, he is in me, I am in you, right? Mm -hmm. And so they know that. Now we're going to get to another CIA document today um, that is going to kind of expand on that idea where, you know, I'm just going to pull it up here. Let's have it pulled up. Here it is. Okay. Uh, Okay, so... Number 27, consciousness in perspective. Having ascertained that human consciousness is able to separate from physical reality and interact with other intelligences in other dimensions within the universe, and that it is both eternal and destined for ultimate return to the absolute. Wow. Which is What's God. The absolute, the absolute is it's the CIA's way of saying God without oh, saying right. God. Right, right, right. You know, it's it's the source. It can just say uh, it can't say higher Jesus. power. <laughs> it can't even a say higher that. Power. Government's involved. They don't want to. They have a lot to lose, right? <laughs> they think. I mean, <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness. Um, okay. So we got these timelines. We have to shift to them. Infinite possibilities. And so. Since your consciousness can uh, disengage from the physical reality and go into astral travel and communicate with uh, right. with with other intelligence in other dimensions, yeah, then couldn't you ask questions from those other intelligences per the CIA, the other intelligences in the other dimensions about possibilities of the future and possibilities of the past? that we didn't get to experience because we made certain choices and believed certain things, right? Wouldn't that, doesn't logic dictate that if you were able to communicate with <clears throat> interdimensional intelligence, that you'd be able to ask questions like, such as this? Sure. Exactly. You could ask whatever you wanted. Right. And is it also a possibility that if you ask that question, not, not only could you ask questions, could you ask them to do things? Like, Kind of like a Johnny Appleseed type thing. Like, could you plant a breadcrumb <laughs> in a possible future or or a uh, or a possible past that you didn't get to experience and see if it permeated your sure. current timeline? Sow some seeds. Sow some seeds, dude. That's it right there. Okay. Yes, I believe. Uh, Why if not? you can communicate with. According to the CIA document that I'm reading, intelligence in other dimensions, then yes, you could ask questions. You could ask them to do things. Could they do them? We don't know that. Okay. Uh, Section G, focus 15, says here, travel into the past, underlined. And it's been going through this gateway uh, experience in the process. Okay, so it says, all of the preceding techniques are are conducted at the level of expanded awareness known as focus 12. However, the technique of time travel into the past involves further expansion of consciousness 
through the inclusion of additional levels of sound on the hemi-sync tapes. Some of the sound is probably merely an intensification of the basic hemi-sync frequencies. Now, this hemi-sync, this gateway um, uh, project that they're talking about, um, and we, t I, th I think at the end of season one, we kind of touched on this, um, is this, uh, this group of scientists came up with these different sounds that will uh, sync the left and right hemispheres of your brain so you can do more intense astral travel, lucid dreaming, this type of thing, and access uh, this power of the subconscious mind, right, um, in order to move mountains, shift timelines, go into the past like it's talking. So that, that's what it means by hemisync, syncing both hemispheres of the brain, the left and the right. In school, you always thought, you were always taught, and, and they always told us, you know, you know you're, separate. you're only using, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. 1% of your brain, the other 99%, we don't even know, you know, we can't even access. It really made you feel less than. It's just more of the less than propaganda when you're growing up. You're not a god, you you're less than. Multiple times. Like. You heard it in third grade, you heard it in sixth grade, you heard it in eighth grade, you heard it in sophomore year, then you heard it probably right before you walked the stage and got your diploma. Don't forget, you only <laughs> use 2% of your brain. You've worked your way up to... <laughs> Nine, nine percent. Oh, yeah. Here's a diploma. Right. <laughs> no kidding. Congratulations, <laughs> dummy. Uh, that's what they want us to think about ourselves, right? Okay. Um, some of the sound is probably merely an intensification of the basic hemi-sync frequencies being designed to further modify brainwave frequency and amplitude. Other aspects of the added sound patterns appear to be designed to provide subtle, almost subliminal suggestions to the mind as to what is desired by way of further expanded consciousness, so as to support the verbal suggestions and instructions also contained on the tape. Even the instructions are highly symbolic, with time being visualized as a huge wheel in the universe with various spokes, each of which gives access to a different part of the participant's past. Focus 15 is a very advanced state and is extremely difficult to achieve probably less than five percent of all participants in any given gateway experience actually f actually fully achieve the focus 15 state during the course of the approximately seven days of training okay so wait a minute hmm. so less than five percent and it's only a seven day that's pretty good even if you got one percent are able to answer able to uh attain focus 15 and 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 access different parts of their past that they normally wouldn't be able to that sounds pretty pretty good it's definitely promising <laughs> i mean right this is back in the 60s okay um probably less than five percent of all participants in any gate given gateway experience actually fully achieve the focus 15 state during the course of the approximately seven days of training no Nonetheless, Monroe Institute trainers affirm that with enough practice, eventually Focus 15 can be achieved. They also state that not only, they also state that not only the individual's past history is available for examination by one who has achieved Focus 15, but other aspects of the past with which the individual himself has had no connection may also be accessed. CIA, folks. Okay. Okay. This is all right. Here we go. We're kind of testing just and how many participants? Because if you had a hundred, where is Doc Brown? And there's less than five percent. So if you took a hundred people and said four of you are going to be able to time travel, 
<laughs> I mean, sign me just in a seven-day training. Right. I'll McFly, McFly, go. is anybody up there? I mean, just to have one person, that's a dub. Dude, this is a huge dub. What what is this? Is this real? They also state that not, that not only the individual's past history is available for examination by one who has achieved Focus 15. These are cool names, too, right? That's the name of the new band, dude. Focus 15. But I'm other changing aspects, my <laughs> actual name I know, today. I know. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, what's your name, bro? Focus 15. And you have to say Welcome it like back. that. Pur Purple Pill Podcast. I'm Focus 15. We're back. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. We <coughs> Don't make me. I'm going to choke and die. Hey, listen. Do we need to introduce ourselves? I am the code, and this is the co-host, Tim Focus Bot 15. Das. Focus 15. It's, you know what, dude? You son of a bitch. Focus 15. And whenever someone asks your name, you got to say it just like yeah. that. Like you're happy yeah. or whatever. So, so hey, bro, what's your name? Very serious. Focus 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my kid just hit a home run. What's your name? Focus 15. So anyway, uh, and then you go back to normal. But other aspects of the past, but other aspects of the past with which the individual himself has had no connection may also be accessed. Okay, well, I want to access the JFK assassination, dude. And who's, behind, and who's in the grassy knoll? That's what I want to fucking access the hell is this yeah that's crazy no wonder it's classified shouldn't this still be classified the fact that they've declassified this <laughs> means they're way beyond doing focus 15 uh oh, with a seven day <laughs> 1015 <laughs> okay <clears throat> okay that was letter g focus 15 travel into the past okay h focus 21 the future the last and most advanced of all the focus states associated with the gateway training program involves involves movement outside of the boundaries of time space. What involves movement outside of the boundaries of time space? Well, only I mean, I was under the impression what? that God can do that. How, yeah, how do you even <laughs> go with that? How Invo do you get to that? Level? Oh my God. Involves movement outside of the boundaries of time space, as in Focus 15, but with attention. Oh, wait, hold on. As in Focus 15, <laughs> <laughs> but with attention to discovering the future rather than the past. The individual who has achieved this state has reached a truly advanced level. Except in unusual circumstances, it is probably not attainable except by those who have conditioned themselves through long application of meditation or by those who have practiced long and hard through use of the hemi-sync tapes for a period of months, if not years. And so... When was this? This is in the 60s, bro. Wow. Okay, now... Okay, so I love how it says, probably can't be attained by you or me. But if you had, if you could print money out of thin air like the Federal Reserve and you can just throw money at multiple projects, I mean, who, who can do this? Who can meditate and, and practice this hemi-sync program for months, if Two not years. years? Only government. Only government has the money to do that. And you bet you bet your bottom freaking dollar they did, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, they threw so much money at this thing? As soon as they found it was even possible. You know, they're sitting After down. After they found right. three, four percent. Right. On seven days? Oh, let's What's go. What's happened if we do, you know, yeah. 10 years? So, absolutely right. They sent these uh, spooks into this program, figured out that this stuff's even possible. 
But the scientist is like lamenting, going, yeah, well, you know, you could do it, but who has the time or the money to practice this stuff for months or years? And the spooks are like, we do. Yeah. Here's a blank check. Yeah, here's a blank check. Let's start now. And Joe goes, what? Boom. And you know they've done that. Okay, so now. They've done it all sorts of ways. Absolutely. Okay, so we know that part of our nature, part of existing is shifting reality timelines. Okay, buddy? That's just part of life. It, It is what we do. We are constantly shifting. Based on our beliefs of ourselves, the world around us, how yeah, consciously work, or subconsciously, what you think you are, right. they know we are superhuman gods, little g, created by the Most High. We are the light. He is in Him, and Him is in us. Right, right, and so that's why all this is possible. You just have to get over the conditioning that they've put us through. And they had the money to throw it at certain individuals and get them over the hump, okay? Okay, so part of life is shifting. However, we're doing, we well, previously to this show, we were doing it subconsciously or unconsciously. Unconsciously. And, and, and shooting ourselves in the foot. We weren't shooting ourselves with the love gun. We were shooting <laughs> ourselves with the real gun. <laughs> okay? Okay. Meanwhile, they have known this much longer than us, and they've been doing it consciously, okay? Mastering it. And, and mastering it to their own ends. So it's, how come the rich never, you know, we're not talking about a guy who runs a nice business and, and is worth $10 million, but we're talking about people that are worth billions, trillions, you know. And it's like, how come, you know, these people don't get caught, or, or why don't they, where's justice? Justice is just only for the little people, not for the... It's because they can shift right out of the out of the timeline where they would get busted or whatever. They've got a whole army of people probably doing this stuff, looking into the possible futures, looking into possible pasts and what we could have done differently, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It becomes a, you know, a weapon kind of thing. Okay. So, and this is only with the mind right now and hemisync which is just sound to link the two hemispheres, okay? Now they have things like hadron collider uh, they, they, they expanded into um, to, to physical technology from this, all right? And so when you're a scientist, okay, and you are working on a theory of something, and, and so you go to test it, well, how you test something is you make little changes first. So if you're going to go find out if the rat, how it's going to respond to a drug or something, you, uh, you give them the drug, you cut them open, and you change a little something on his brain or whatever, you, you know, drop the dropper on him and then you sew him back up and you see if there's a change, right? Yeah. But you make sure it's small first. You want to kill the, 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 uh, the, subject. Op- the subject, right? Or make it where he's just, you know, can't do the experiment. So same thing here where since there is a way to peer into the past or peer into the future or like the previous uh, paragraph number 27 says that you could communicate with other intelligence in other dimensions, then to test that, you would drop little, like Johnny Appleseed, would drop the breadcrumbs. Sure. What would those breadcrumbs look like in order to confirm that, yes, you're able to do this? Well, what those breadcrumbs would look like, those breadcrumbs would, would, would look like 
the Mandela effect. That's what they would look like. That's what the Mandela, yes. That's what the Mandela effect is, okay? This idea that Nelson Mandela died in the 90s, and meanwhile, he's alive today, and everyone remembers him dying. Even I do. It was a big deal on the television. Um, But now in this timeline, and the controllers and the media, you know, everyone says, no, that never happened. And then you look it up on Google or whatever, and it's like, oh, of course that never happened. It's the science of mass misremembering. You know, there's a bunch of trolls on there saying how everybody's wrong. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. No big deal. All right. Um, However, they've been doing these experiments for so long, making such little tiny changes to verify their theories. Dropping seeds. Dropping seeds. To see what grows. Yeah, yeah. And very small Let's see what grows out of this. Okay. And so some of these you're just gonna you're gonna absolutely love. You've already heard of a lot of them, but some of them maybe you haven't heard, and depending on who's listening. So we're gonna first we're gonna go with my favorite one, the one that started the whole thing, uh, Berenstein Bears, the Berenstein Bears. That's how I knew it as when I was a kid. The Berenstein Bears, B E R E N S T E I N. It was clear as day. It might yes. be a Frankenstein, but it was the cute bears. They were almost like comic books. You'd go to the library at school. One of the only books you could find that even looked like or felt like a comic book. So you, everyone read them. My mom, I remember my mom, we had a book. She would read it right? to me and my brother. And it was clearly Stein, Steen, yeah. Berenstein Bears, because it was a little bit odd, right? I, can't, I didn't really know how to read that word that well. <laughs> right. It definitely wasn't stain, because everyone knows what a stain is when they take off, the, especially little boys, when they take their underwear off between ages four and 10. They know what a freaking stain is, buddy. And it's not barren stain. So the Mandela effect is we're all misremembering. It was never uh, barren stain with S-T-E-I-N. It's always been barren stain. S-T-A-I-N. Hmm. Barren stain. It's like, no, dude, no, it hasn't. Okay. <laughs> right. And yeah. then and then if you go and if you go, you know, a year and seven months ago when I first started looking into this stuff i ran upstairs and got the berenstein bear, bear books out of my kids and they they were berenstein s-t-a-i-n and i'm like son of a gun but it's not that i was wrong it's that they have been dropping the, these are these are the johnny apple seeds these are the breadcrumbs okay mm-hmm. berenstein or berenstein berenstein okay this one's great number three um Snow White, and I know this one so well because Snow White is my number one Disney princess who I have a crush on. I'm a Snow White guy. Everyone loves Cinderella. Who doesn't? Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to kick Cinderella out of bed anytime soon. Yeah. All right? Uh, Sleeping Beauty face is too long for me, okay? I like Snow White. She, she dealt with the freaking evil-looking witch with the evil wart on her nose. You know? She had the cool, the coolest dress of all the Disney princesses. Multiple colors. Yeah. Right. The blue with the yellow. I think she even dies. I think she's dead. And the prince uh, brings her back to life. Isn't she just in a sleep like a Rapunzel? It's she's dead. And the prince kisses her and she wakes up. I mean, she's full, you know, Snow White and the Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just <laughs> anyway. I know. So anyway, the evil witch before she turns into the witch, she's kind of the, the smoking hot evil queen. You know, yeah. the, the ex-girlfriend you date, and she breaks your heart, but you're <clears throat> glad you never married her? Okay. And it, and it always goes, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all, right? Yeah. That's the way we all remember it. Now, and the, 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 the 
pictures on the screen, the media, the controllers. They tell us it's never been mirror, mirror on the wall. It's always been magic mirror on the wall. And sure as shit, if you go look, even someone on YouTube to get a VHS tape, and they go, here it is. And it said magic mirror on the wall on the video. And you're just what? like, I don't care. It's always been mirror, mirror on the freaking wall. You know? It's yeah. all okay. Then so there's a what we call spiritual friends call it a residue. Residue is even though the controllers have changed this aspect of time, this this uh, this uh, Mandela for this timeline change with these little things. There's they're still human. So when they make a change, it permeates a lot of the timeline. Possibly, it doesn't permeate all. And so um, people have found storybooks, official Disney storybooks. You know, you like 10 minute versions of Snow White. You can read your kid before bed and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, like the old Berenstein Bears books. Yeah, right. Okay. We had some of those too, those Disney books. Okay. So so if you look up the Disney book, if you go to Snow White and the scene, and if you're reading the book and the scene where the queen says mirror, mirror on the wall, in the book, it still says mirror, mirror on the wall. Really? It doesn't say magic mirror on the wall. Maybe you can look that up. So in the Disney books, it says mirror, mirror on the wall. Okay. In the movie, it says magic mirror on the wall. Okay. That's another Mandela effect. Here, here's this one. Look at this one. Star Wars. Everyone. Maybe that's why I remember mirror, mirror on the wall. Cause we had that book. Maybe, but it, it, the real truth is it was in the movie. It's, it's always been mirror, mirror. doesn't matter. It's a movie. It doesn't matter for the goddamn book. I don't remember magic, magic mirror, mirror. anywhere. It, of course the mirrors magic. That goes without saying. Yeah, there's a fucking there's a there's, there's an alien inside of yeah, it right, talking right. to you. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course, it's a magic. You don't say magic. That's redundant. Magic, magic everywhere. I mean, come on. Yeah. We know it's magic. She's a freaking witch. <laughs> it's mirror, mirror on the wall. So anyway, here it is. Star Wars. Every little boy in the world. There isn't a little boy. There isn't a man alive. That doesn't know Star Wars, the first three movies. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I would agree with that. Okay. I can't believe they would even dare mess with Star Wars, but here it is. It used to be Luke. Okay. Uh, Luke and Darth are fighting. Luke gets his hand cut off by Darth. Luke's going, no. And he goes, you know, uh, uh, you know, we'll rule, we'll rule the galaxy. No, I'll never join you, Luke yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. Well, no, apparently, according to the controllers, uh, the TV and every other thing that, that, that less than. Luke, it you says, are my father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm getting asthma. <laughs> Where's my inhaler? I don't even. I haven't needed one since I was twelve. Oh my god! Oh, that's too oh. much. It's too much. Oh my god! <laughs> no, apparently he says no. Why am your father? Why does Why is Darth say no? Yeah, what's he saying no to? Fuck, who knows? No. No, I am your father. No, he's always said Luke, I am your father, but now it's no, I am your father. All right. We'll do one more. Oh, wait, no, no, a couple more. Smokey the Bear? Yeah. Smokey the Bear. I remember Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear, three words. I think I had a t-shirt when I was at, like, first grade or something. 
Yeah. Bro, bro, it's Smokey the Bear. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's never been Smokey the Bear. It's never been Smokey the Bear. It's Smokey Bear. This dude's smoking Marlboro Reds. It's Smokey Bear. Puff, puff, puff. Hey, wait. So wasn't there commercials? Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. Please do not something something forest fires. Yeah, do not. Yeah, right. Do not smoke cigarettes anywhere. But now it's Smokey Bear with his pack of uh, Paul Malls. That's not right. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear doesn't even roll off the tongue, dude. Smokey Bear? So before the Mandela effect, Smokey the Bear. We all grew up. We already know. We know it's Smokey the Bear, guys. Come on. But now, according to the controllers and everything else, we're all insane. There's got to be. It's. Who is that? Who's calling me? That was Miles. Oh, it was? Yeah. Smokey the Bear. It's not Smokey the Bear. It's Smokey Bear. All right. Okay. Remember this one? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful yeah, day. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. I used to watch Rogers. that too. It's never been. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's never been. It's never been. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. That doesn't go. What do you mean in this neighborhood? It's implied it's in this neighborhood, dude. You're the only neighborhood I'm watching on the gosh damn television. <laughs> It's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So, of course, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood because you're watching the show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Right. He doesn't have – it's redundant to say it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Why is he just say it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood? No. No, because that's redundant. It's wrong. It's, it's not even it's, – it's not correct language. It's not even correct formation of a sentence. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood when the context is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. So the song, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. No. Apparently, we're all insane. Rubber room for us. It's always been, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Okay. A couple more here. Um, the lion shall lay down. From the Bible. They're not they're changing the Bible. These people. Oh, really? Yeah. These are the breadcrumbs. Okay. The lion and the lamb. Right? That's a common refrain. The lion and the lamb. Right? Jesus, the lion of Judah, laying down with the lamb. The lion and the lamb, the lion shall lay down with the lamb because the lamb turns into the lion, blah, 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 right? Yeah. The lion shall lay down with the lamb. Nope, it's never been that, even though there's songs, Christian, big Christian songs <clears throat> called Lion and the Lamb. It's always been, according to the controllers, the wolf shall lay down with the lamb. I'm out of here. I'm just going to go ahead and jump off the bridge. The Where's a wolf? What? Why would a wolf <laughs> lay down with Why isn't the wily coyote lay down with the lamb then? Why don't they just put Roadrunner laid down with the lamb? Why don't they just, <laughs> just thumb up, you know, just middle finger us all? So the lion shall lay down with the lamb. Smokey Bear lays down with the, the lamb. The Mandela effect is <laughs> the wolf shall lay down with the lamb. That is uh, that is just not right. I don't remember a wolf ever okay. being in the Bible. Wolf is not in the Bible. Not that I remember. How about this one? All right, it's um, beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Mr. Scott, right? Yeah. Never existed. For all the Trekkies out there. Hey, listen. Beam me up, Scotty, right? Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty, or beam me up, Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott, beam us up. Right. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Right? Now it's never existed. Completely removed from this timeline. Completely removed. Doesn't doesn't not even a thing. Nope. 
Movie dialogue disappearance completely. He's never said, beam me up, Scotty. According to the controllers and trying to make everybody insane. <laughs> Hello, Clarice is now. Beam me up, Scotty was like a big thing when I was growing up. Uh, when I was younger. Silence of the Lambs. I feel like there was T-shirts. There was. Beam me up, Scotty. What do you, what do you know? That's a famous. Like, I have texts. Bumper I was just, stickers. During COVID, I'm like, I just want out of here. Beam me up, Scotty. I have. I was texting everybody. Beam yeah. me up, Scotty. Yeah. Never existed. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Never existed. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. Never existed. Didn't happen. Really? Yeah. According to the control. No. I mean, look. Yes, of course it existed, but they're trying to say no. Because they're yeah. messing around with the timelines. All right. And then uh, last one I'm going to do is um, if you build it, they will come. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yes. One of the, the best baseball. movies ever. You know, I, I liked that movie when I was a kid. Cause I don't know when it came out. I was, But I was into baseball at the time, collected baseball cards and stuff. I remember watching that with my mom. Go, yeah, it was cool. Loved that movie. Wasn't as cool as Star Wars, but it was pretty. No, cool. no, it was one of the first adult movies where my dad's like, "No, let's just watch this." Right. And you like a drama. Probably and the first drama I remember liking. Right. It's up there with Empire of the Sun and Dancing with Wolves. It's right yes. there. It was like the first one that made me watch those others. Actually. Yeah. Um, and it was it was clearly, if you build it, they will come. Because the audience will come. The, the crowd will come if you yeah. build the, yeah, the right, ballpark. Because right. if you build it, they will come. Now it's been changed. Okay, what is the premise of the movie? He has he buys a farm or mm -hmm. he's on a farm. Mm -hmm. It's going mm -hmm. bankrupt or broke mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, the only and way to save it is to build this ballpark. That's a dumb idea. No one will drive right. out this far. Right. But if you build it, they, they will, will come. come. And you'll, you know. Yeah. But now it's if you build it, he will come. He what? Who's he? I mean, Jesus, Which, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we, you heard it on YouTube. We just Smokey pulled it up. Bear. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear will if come. If you build it. This is crazy. Smokey, Smokey Bear with his palm oils <laughs> will come. Smokey no, the whole, the whole premise of the movie is like he's going broke. He's going to lose a farm. And there's, you know, if you build this, they will come. You'll make this money, you know. And, and the old baseball players come or something, right? Right. If you build it, he will come. Now it's if you build it, he will come. Now, now it's if you build it, he will. No, that doesn't make sense in the in the context of the movie. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch uh, that it, movie because I I don't even understand what that concept is. He will come. It, what the one guy that's too. gonna save the farm? It, it doesn't even matter because know. <laughs> we know it was they will come. Right, right. But but I want to watch it just to see if the context. But it probably won't because none of the other ones make sense either. I'm scavenging thrift stores Smokey for the, the VHS of Field of Dreams. Just it just doesn't make sense. Magic mirror on the wall in context doesn't make sense. We know it's none a, of it. It's does. redundant. Right. You don't need to tell me that. Okay. So we got the timelines. Everyone's shifting. Um. They've known this longer than we have. They've shifted the polarity consciousness to less than. 
Yeah. We all think we're POSs. Suck your thumb, pray for death. And they all get to, you know, drive uh, 10, you know, uh, 100 foot yachts in, in Greece and, uh, and drink Mai Tais. <laughs> um, because they know what the heck they're doing. Right. So they, they teach us to, to believe these things and shift a timeline in their favor. Meanwhile, they're going sure. even deeper to see if they can look into the past, to see if they can talk to the intelligences in the future, see if they can plant little breadcrumbs to see if it to see if it actually works. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it just by perception of the past or is it really the past? Well, let's change a little something here and see if it, and it has permeated. And this is, I mean, this stuff's been going on a long time. We've just started noticing it. People, people, the invention of the internet. Yes. And all this stuff. So we finally get it. Okay, now, uh, final thing I want to um, discuss here is, is this, um, okay, so there's been, there's been three whistleblowers. Okay. I don't know if we should go to your article first and then do yeah, this I one. Yeah, I want to go over Okay, good. This. Why don't you do yours? And then I'll finish up with this because this one's really the, 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 um, the finale go ahead okay so this is a article i found on reuters about the uh what do you call it the collider yeah the hadron collider hadron collider cern right which is which is uh you know this is the technology that grew out of the declassified you know uh mind experiments right this technology kind of grew out of that oh okay Mm -hmm. Um, so this is just major events for CERN and particle physics, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's dating all the way back to 1954. CERN was founded, um, you know, 73 announces some experiments in its Gargamel bubble chamber, right? Mm. So I was just kind of breezing through this and I got to 89 the Large Electron Poseidron Collider is the largest electron Poseidron accelerator ever ever built with a circumference of 16.8 miles, right? The excavation of the tunnel to house it, Europe's largest thing, blah, blah, blah. It was closed in 2000 to allow for the construction of the Large Hadron Collider in the same tunnel. Wow. Right? They closed it in 2000. Sure. But they opened it in 89, right? Right. Which means they probably tested it. Mm -hmm. In 1990, the following year, CERN scientist Tim Berners-Lee invents the World Wide Web to meet demands for information sharing between scientists. Berners-Lee defined basic concepts like the URL, HTTP, and HTML, and also wrote the first browser and server software. Wow. I don't know. I just found that interesting. They're messing around. That, you know, we just built this giant thing. Boom, we've, you know, figured out what we can do. Right. In the next year, the World Wide Web, bro. I mean, that's like the invention right. of fire. <laughs> right. TV. Right. Bro, the internet. Next year, it comes out, and it's just for information sharing between the scientists. Come on, bro. Wow. They're, they're messing with stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, you know, 
you just happened to come out with invent the World Wide Web the next year. Yeah, right. Because you you went into the you communicated with the intelligence of the other dimension. Right. That I mean, asked that's the first you, thing. I right, man. Right. That dovetails from Reuters. Okay. Then we have to finish this whole thing up on these timelines. We have what's known as Project Looking Glass, and that was uh, secret plans that the government was uh, doing to um, uh, on time machines and Stargate devices to peer into the past and the future. And that's part of the CIA document. That, I, that was the very beginnings of the mind portion of it, to try to do this with only your consciousness. Then from there, you can, you know, if you can... <laughs> bro, if you can communicate with these other intelligences, couldn't they tell you to make the World Wide Web? Right. Couldn't they tell you to, you know, well, yeah, make exactly. the Hadron Collider? Yeah. Couldn't they do I mean, oh, right? Okay. You're so you're doing it wrong. Build it bigger. Right. Oh. Or if here's it's some plans. Bigger, he if, will come. <laughs> if you can communicate both ways. Okay. Right, because they shut it down. Right. And for what, fifteen years or something, they yes. built it bigger in two thousand. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have that project looking glass. All right. And and notice the, the term Stargate and then um, the Hemisync program and the Stargate program. I believe the other CIA document would reference Stargate, and this one we'll get into in, in other episodes this season, but it also references Stargate from the 60s. And then going forward, Project Looking Glass, looking through this glass, magic mirror on the wall, <laughs> looking yeah. into the past and future. Okay, so there's been three whistleblowers. One of them was on Joe Rogan. There's been three whistleblowers. Uh, the first one, Bob Laser. Here's some quotes, okay? Project Looking Glass dealt with the distortion, the fact that there's a time distortion, essentially looking back in time. And by that, I do not mean looking back years ago to see the wagon train days. They're looking for distortions that are milliseconds in time and what that was used for, I don't know. But that was just observing the time distortion, time dilation phenomena, the craft and operation. Okay. Now, a lot of times these whistleblowers are purposely put out there to give misinformation misinformation half information a little bit but not too much right in order to slow any type of disclosure sure that other people might want to do okay but when he says here they're looking for distortions that are milliseconds you mean things like berenstein berenstein smoky the bear smoky bear if you build it they will come if you build it he will come are looking for those type of distortions or does he mean they're not looking for they're creating those little distortions mm-hmm you see what I'm saying? It's so funny that the time dilation phenomenon. Okay, then he goes um, a little bit more into um, when he goes on with Joe Rogan. He says here, he says, uh, he says, a far better summing up of the project was later given to Joe Rogan. In which he's, and, 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 and hats off to spiritual friends, uh, the unexpected cosmology. Um, he's done a great book, ton of research and at least got these uh, kind of narrowed it down. Um, yeah. A far better summing up for the project was later given to Joe Rogan on his podcast in which he stated, Project Looking Glass had to do with time. Any effects of time in the craft? Now, I don't think, we're not talking about making a time machine like in science fiction, but we're talking about small distortions. Again. Okay? Yeah. Okay, there's another whistleblower called Dan Burisk. B-U-R-I-S-C-H. Um, and he was interviewed um, 
by the Camelot Project. And uh, he was um, he was he was a whistleblower for the for the project Looking Glass. And he says that um, he took it a step further, described the time in the time manipulation technology as originating from ancient cylinder seals, which needed reconstruction in our modern day. Uh, and he was he's on record with Kerry Cassidy of Project Camelot. And he says here, um, originally, it was a series of instructions for accessing the wormholes, which naturally pass in the hyperspace. The wormholes are the timelines, right? These these different, the way you can, based on your beliefs about yourself. Jump uh, in and out. Jump in and out. Those are wormholes. Right, okay? right, right, right. Right. Originally, it was a series of instructions for accessing the wormholes, which naturally pass in the hyperspace, which we find ourselves, in which we find ourselves. And from there, they worked on the distortions of time. They worked on the distortions of time and how that can be used as, and then he just kind of trails off. Trails off where? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, and then he comes back oh. and says it was probably like a weapon or something, just to try to. He maybe have been saying too much. Is the oh, way f- is the way the video sure. kind of looks. He definitely did. So then they default to oh a weapon instead of, you see they worked on the distort they worked on distorting time, that's what he's saying. Yeah, and then he starts backpedaling and and the, and that can the and, other and, one. It uh, sounded like they were investigating. Right distortions in time now we're it's just researching it right now it's working on distortions yeah. of time okay now we're figuring out how to create distortions of time. Uh, okay they built the equipment from the instructions from these ancient cylinder seals after building the equipment from the instructions they began to tweak it and find different things out about it <clears throat> when asked by cassidy if the cylinder seals were of sumerian origin Burst replied, I would say that they slightly predate Sumerian time frame. Meanwhile, Sumerian is like the earliest we know of. Sure. So we're talking Atlantean or something. I mean, what are we doing? <clears throat> I would say that they slightly predate Sumerian time frame, but that some of the information which came down from cylinder seals that slightly predated the Sumerian time frame were then recopied in Sumerian seals as well. And those cylinder seals, to the best of my knowledge, have all been obtained, some of them from Iraq. So why did we invade Iraq? Was it WMDs or was it Sumerian huh. cylinder seals so we could reconstruct this technology? Some of them from Iraq, some of them from Egypt, some of them from other countries where they were being stored. Bruce often described the looking glass tech as a stargate and a portal. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, this last, t- this last whistleblower. Bill Wood... Also from being interviewed by Project Camelot. This is the this is really the best. <clears throat> the timelines converge on that point in time, 2012. And when you know enough about the Stargate projects and the Looking Glass project to know how string theory works and the possibility of possibilities works and how making one choice over here doesn't necessarily mean that the other choice couldn't exist at the same time. But once you get your brain wrapped around this subject, you find out that at the end of 2012, in an easy way to put it, the choices that we make become less and less consequential to the future. And eventually we're pushed into this bottleneck of time no matter which choice we make. And that's important to the people that had access to Looking Glass because they would use Looking Glass knowing the choices that they would make and the future would pop and the same future would pop up. And when we started using a computer to say, 
well, if we make this choice, it's 79% possible that this scenario happens and 23% pos are possible or whatever, or, you know, I'm using round numbers, that this scenario would happen. The understanding at the time was that that was realistic. However, if you go down the road further and free will continues to exercise itself on this game, that 79% possibility sometimes changes very, very fast. But if you look at the situation in a point of time, it seems very realistic that that's the greatest possibility. Mm -hmm. Beginning with the ominous date of December 21st, 2012, the controllers discovered that all possible outcomes within the free-ranging multiverse of string theory ultimately led to the same endgame. Something was coming beyond the horizon which didn't work to their advantage, and there was no escaping it. What is this singularity which Wood hinted at? He couldn't outright say. It's not like he didn't ask his employers about it, though. Rather difficult solving a problem regarding the inevitable was people, very smart people, began to figure out that something big was coming. Something so that all the possibilities of all the future scenarios of any choice, um, what happened, any, any possibility that was fed in and observed through the looking glass inherently ended up in the same future. And no decision, no possibility changed past a certain point. And that's the big secret. Um, if he's not, uh, everyone who has that information, he quickly adds, are sent into a blind panic. It's been forecast. It's been predicted. It's been fed to us in a slop trowel of what they want us to believe will happen. However, they don't have control over what happens. They only have control over the reaction. And it seems that no matter what they tried to do to cause their desired reactions, it's going to have an opposite effect. It's an evolution of consciousness that cannot, will not, and to the best it's an evolution of consciousness that cannot and will not stop. And to the best of his knowledge, and from all the intel that he was capable of gathering, the post-2012 event is what Woods believes to be the awakening process. Mass consciousness. At first, he thought it was the end of the world, which he was called in to frustrate. But now he believes it's the end of their world. I mean, that's one of the things I've been saying. It was a download from the Holy Spirit during my spiritual I've been saying... It's Armageddon through us. It's 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 the revelation through us. It's it's not the end of the world individually. It's not the end of the world. It's yes, it's the end of their world, right? Right. And, yes. and this guy's saying that too, totally separate. That is serendipity to the max. Okay, now he says it's an evolution card that cannot and will not stop. The, uh, but now he believes it's the end of their world. And think of all that has happened since 2012. In 2001, the blinding arrogance of our controllers, uh, you know, started the whole war on terror, yada, yada. They went fully nuts and hoped nobody would notice. Only afterwards were they let in on the true consequence of their actions. This, the singularity event will be one in which humanity wakes up to their lies. Actually, there are two given scenarios. One synopsis, according to Wood, is one which most people would understand to be an ascension or an evolution of consciousness that brings humanity out of the cocoon and turns us into a butterfly. I mean, wow. take up does your cross. I mean, I, I mean, take up your cross. <laughs> wow. And follow me. I mean, my God. I mean, this, this is everything we've been talking about that has been downloaded from the spiritual awakening that both of us have, have, have been on. Now we're, we're, we're pulling it from CIA, we're pulling it from whistleblowers, and it's all saying the same thing. 
And what is this event at the very end? We're going to get to that in later episodes. But you're all going to be so stoked. Wow. And and it, and it's something we're all working towards. It's the whole reason we even started this podcast. It's to the end result is the is what we want to accomplish with this show. That's beautiful. Thanks for listening. And we love you. We can't believe we got it done. <laughs> it's a little bit longer. But, uh, That's all right. We're good. Yeah. All right.